Hello and welcome to the first inaugural episode of Dazed and Reviews. This is our movie podcast. It is going to be on the same feed as the Upfake Hour, but there's two shows that are going to be debuting. We're going to try to do each show once a week. We're looking for Tuesdays to be one show, Fridays to be one show. We haven't picked out which one is which. So one day a week you'll get Dazed and Reviews, and the next day you'll get Upfake Hour. I'm joined with me as always as my permanent guest, William McDonald. And we, it took us a long time to think of a name for this podcast. No, 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 no. I thought of multiple names that were phenomenal, but some idiots already took them. Binge and Cringe was the first one. We shouldn't know. Of. We're not going to give these people shout outs. No, I don't know. I will. Because they deserve it because they also had good ideas, I guess. Binge and Cringe was a great name that I thought of. Already a thing. This is the one that really hurt. Cinema Toast Crunch. That hurt That me. one really hurt. That hurt That me. one hurt. I, I also had like a bunch of terrible ideas. So. I just realized, do people like think that I'm FaceTiming you or that you're just a smoker and have like a weird voice modulation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to do over break. We're going to, we should like film a ton of episodes. Yeah, do it, do an in studio thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to introduce what we're doing here? Yes. This so <laughs> this is like kind of what a lot of people are, are doing this time of year because the, the decade's over. We have finally finished the 2010s, at least in a couple weeks. And everybody's doing their best movies, uh, their top 10 of the decade by, by year. Um, I did my 2019. I, d- I did my two movies, but there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen in 2019 yet that would probably be in competition for my list. I just want everyone to know that I'm basing this on my favorite. I'm, I have not seen enough movies to consider any of them like a best, you know. And I, I'm like an average moviegoer. So I 100% didn't see as like, like for example, in 2016... I know Arrival is considered many people's best pick. Uh, I didn't see it. So, like, that's not going to be on my list. So, shit like that happens. Um, I think around the time 2015 hit, I made it a point of emphasis for me to be, like, I became a movie fan that year. Not a movie fan, yeah. but I became, like, I started to see more movies in theaters. We definitely like more movies than I, like, watch movies. I, I watch more movies than you do, but, um. Yeah. Uh, we have, like, I think it's interesting. We have very different tastes. Yeah. Like, we overlap a bit. But I think our lists are going to be very different. I think our lists are going to be extremely different. Like, around 2015, I started to see maybe 20 movies a year in theaters, maybe more. Which is a lot. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have the budget for that. Um, well, if you go to, to, to AAA, my movie passes, it's like, it's like eight or less bucks a pop. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's eight bucks. I don't, I don't, I used to not buy snacks. Now I do. I sometimes buy snacks at the theater. Um, go. I go with the nachos. I used to be a popcorn guy. Now I'm a double cheese nacho fan. And that's the cue. Who's starting 2010? Okay. So, um, as you said, this is your favorite. I made it a mix of rewatchability, how much I liked it, like how good it actually is. It's it's a combination of all of that. Yeah. Well, I guess I shouldn't say my purely my favorite. It's a mix of my favorite and mm. best. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, you'll see that in some of my things. So every year I have my runner up and then I have my number one choice. Sounds good. I'll do that too. Do you have that, or are you gonna need to do that? I on have. I, I can. I have a bunch. Yeah, I, I can do that. Okay. So my runner up for 2010 is. Can you guess? Inception. That's my runner up for 2010. It's Inception. I know you so well. Whenever you say "can you guess," I'm always spot on. I mean, I bet if I say that for every other year, you won't be able to get it. But okay, so I'm gonna guess that that's your number one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Uh, see, here's the thing. I I will give this. I think the movie. Uh, I watched the movie over like four hours, 
because I just, like, I forget what happened. I think it was, like, a snow day, and I had to, like, pause it to go out and, like, shovel, and then I came back, and I had to, like, move my car for the plow guy, and it's like, it took me a long time to finish this movie. I didn't watch it in one sitting, so maybe that caused it a detriment to me, but I just, like, I, I still love, love, love this movie. It's, uh, this had a great performance by Tom Hardy before we knew he was Tom Hardy. Um, just, this movie's amazing. Uh, the sequence alone, like, the end 30 minutes, some of the best filmmaking of all time, like, I don't know if we want to go into spoilers or whatnot, but, like, the, like, just, but just, like, how, how, uh, like, by the end of it, you're like, oh, yeah, that is what, like, you kind of, like, the movie makes you forget and remember things, and it's just one of the most, uh, brilliantly shot and, uh, edited visual effects movie of all time, um, people do kind of knock it for, like, being too similar to a certain, I think it was a certain anime, um, yeah. Paprika. Yep. People say it's Paprika. I've never I've, seen I've it. Watched, I've watched both, and I disagree, but yeah. Um, nominated for Best Picture, but I don't think that Nolan was nominated for Best Director. Which is unbelievable, because the directing was crazy. Which good. is crazy, because like, like, th- that's kind of like a thing where... Uh, it's kind of like the death mark, where if your movie isn't nominated for Best Director, there's a good chance it, it doesn't win Best Picture. There's only a few times in history where that has proved to be the case. And that might be one of my later movies in the year that that happened to. Do you want to talk yeah. about Inception? Uh, sure. I mean, it's my number one, and it's the movie that made me love Christopher Nolan. Like, I think I saw, yeah, I saw Inception before I saw the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, really? I don't know. It, I don't have anything like to add. You said it all. It's just great, great movie. This is perfect. Um, and uh, this is kind of like the movie that I point to when it comes to, like, uh, like a filmmaker becoming an auteur, whereas, like, this was, like, what he did. Like, he made Dark Knight with, like, kind of a big budget, but it was still, like, a like a studio movie, and then they're like, all right, we're going to give this guy, like, what do you want to do? And that's kind of, like, the most interesting uh, uh, movies to me is when somebody goes to a director, what do you want to do? And I think there's certain people that should get that more because I think that, like, we live in a dying age of creators, and I think that if more like kind of directors had some sort of uh, freedom to do what they want, we'd we'd have more of Inception. So, yeah. what was your that was my runner up? What was your runner up? Uh, my runner up. So it was tough because uh, there was only three movies from this year that I that had a legitimate chance. I knew Inception was going to be number one, and then I had a number two and a three. Number three is Black Swan. Uh, number two is the fighter. Okay, I've never seen Black Swan. Uh, it's it's kind of like it's it's so I don't feel like talking about it too much just because it's not even my number two, but it's a great movie in my opinion, and it's similar theme as Whiplash, but Whiplash just does it better. If that makes sense. Well, it doesn't. I don't want to go into spoilers, but I do know what happens in 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 Black Swan. It's a little different than Whiplash. Well, but I'm saying it's like. Yeah. The a, theme, a story the theme. About yeah. Um, yeah. What was that? The fighter is my number two. Are you a uh, just? Are you a Darren Aronofsky fan? Yeah. He, I mean, I need to see Mother. I feel like one of us is gonna love Mother, and one of us is gonna hate Mother, and I, I don't know which one it is, but that's just true. But if we were both to yeah. watch it, um, the fighter was my number three, because yeah. out of twenty ten, that's a movie that I've seen the most. I think that. It has the best performance out of any movie in 2010. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know that it was like, going to be Matt Damon in as the role of Dickie Ward? Not Dickie Ward, well, of Mickey Ward, I think. 
I don't know. All I know is Christian Bale's my favorite actor, so I mm. but I don't think I'm like even being biased when I say that he easily won that Oscar like he deserved it. Yeah. Cuz he's he's a he's what is he from the UK, Scottish, English? He's Welsh. I Welsh, think. something like that, but he's doing like a a towdy accent that's so yeah. like 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 we've all known that that guy. Like yeah, cuz we're from that area, but from, not everyone knows that guy. Like he just does such a good job with that, with that accent, and it's kind of like over the top, but it's still great. Um, I really, really like David O. Russell. I think he makes a lot of good films. Uh, apparently, he's like kind of a creep. Yeah, a lot of people in Hollywood seem to be. Yeah, but um, yeah, David O. Russell's made a lot of good movies. I think that this is his best. I don't know if it was nominated for best picture. But that was the movie that was really hard for me not to put on as my runner-up. Uh, but I just think Inception's an overall better movie. Yeah, so what's your number one? My number one's The Social Network. Okay. I think The Social Network is a movie I didn't realize how good it was until I, like, I rewatched it this summer. And like, like everybody puts this in like, one of their best of like all time. Um, and I really, really think that it's just... One, it's so impactful because of like, like, like we grew up in a, in a social media age. Like, we grew up when Facebook was outdated, basically. Or at least, like, came of age in an age where Facebook was outdated. And just the story of this, like... And the way it's told, too, it's a brilliant, brilliant screenplay. I don't know if it won Best Original Screenplay or was adapted or, like, nominated. But it's one of my favorite screenplays of all time. The way that it cuts in and out of the timelines and the court hearings. And just, like, the way... This is one of my favorite performances because... Jesse Eisenberg isn't doing a uh, a Mark Zuckerberg impression. He's just taking what he knows about the guy and making it his own character. And I think it's brilliant. Uh, so that wasn't in contention for any of your picks. No. Okay. Well, watch it again. It's great. Uh, 2011 was the this, easiest... Uh, I just want to say that this, this year sucked compared to all the other years. This was the easiest year for me. No, I have another year that was harder for me to do, pick a movie that I loved. Um, no, I'm saying it sucked in terms of like every other year had way more quality movies. But they're, they're the two movies that I picked here are two of my favorites of all time. No, that's fair, but it was very top heavy. I think we have the same two. I doubt it. Actually, I no, don't know. I know, we, I know we have one of them. I don't know. What's your number two? I know we have the same number one. What's your number two? Wait, give me a minute. I need to look at. Well, okay? in the meantime, I will say my number two. Okay, give me your number two. I know our number two is different. Okay. I can assure, I can assure you that because my number two is Tintin. Okay, I've never seen it. It's phenomenal. I'm again biased because I grew up on the comics, but it's Wait, that was like, a comic. It, it's uh, yeah. Um, or huh. it was like one of it was like a European like whatever graphic uh, novel. Your, I don't know. With your London roots. Yeah. Well, the guy who did it was I think Belgian, but anyway. Um, the guy who did what? I the comic. It was phenomenal. It was a great adventure story. It. Like reimagine Tintin, but it was like all the stuff that it needed to be. It was true to the books, but it was also so. If you liked the books, like me, it was awesome. If you didn't like it, they made it like fresh. They made it new. The animation in it is unbelievable. Like the CGI is crazy. I mean, it's Steven yeah. Spielberg. So yeah, it, no, that's all I have to say. Everybody I know who has seen it, and everybody like who I watch on YouTube who talks about it, has nothing but just they just love it. Yeah. But just personally myself, I don't like watching animated movies. Not to say that they're not good, but I'm going to watch a, a live action movie more so than I'm going to watch an animated movie. So maybe that's why I haven't caught up to Tintin as much. But I've n- what? What? 
What's your number? I was just going to ask what your okay. number two is. My runner-up is Warrior. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Okay. Warrior is, very good. is amazing. It is three of the best performances of the decade. You have Joe Edgerton who plays the stable, kind of like the the family man who's struggling to get his family right. Freaking uh, Tom Hardy plays... I don't want to give too much about his story. And then you, he has his alcoholic father, who is uh, Nick Nolte, who got nominated for an Oscar. Didn't win, but he just... This movie... If you have a brother, you need to watch this movie. Like, I think maybe that's... It impacts me other because I have an older brother. And this movie, just the ending of it, just like, I would generally cry at the end because it's such just a powerful story. For those who don't know, it's about uh, two estranged brothers who end up in the same uh, mixed martial arts tournament. And it's just about like their lives and what they were, like who they were, what they were and like how, who they are now. And it's just about, it's just, it's about family. And, but it's just, it's just one of the best made movies that I can remember seeing in the 21st century. It's, it's great. If you have a brother, you need to go see this movie. I know for a fact we have the same number one. Maybe. All right, ready? So th- here's what we're going to do. Yeah. I'm going to count I'm going to count down from 3. We're going to have 3 2 1 and then you say it after the 1. Ready? Got it. All right. 3 2 1. Drive. Did you say drive? Yeah. Yes. Drive is hands that this was the easiest movie for me to put for favorite movie on on each of these lists. That this movie is one of the best made movies I have ever seen. It is one of my favorite screenplays of all time. It has some of the best cinematography I have ever seen. I just there's so much about this movie. I could talk, I could do a whole podcast about this movie and have each episode be about something else in this movie. It is it is in my opinion one of the best movies of all time, and I'm serious. Would you, would you want to gush about this movie more? Uh, I have nothing to add. I think you like. I, it's just a great movie. I don't like it as much as you do, oh, but it's still movie. a great film. Uh, this is a movie that so many people are divisible. Like, so many people don't like this movie. And there's lots of movies that I like that other people don't. There's lots of movies that, that I don't like that other people do. And I can understand if you don't like certain movies. This is the one movie that I don't get how you know how everybody doesn't love it. This is the one, because I don't understand the complaints about it. People say it's boring, it's slow, it's an art house movie. Ryan Gosling doesn't have dialogue. Like, it's, I don't understand the complaints of this movie. I really, really don't. The soundtrack is amazing. It's just, oh, it's just so good. Um, it's it just, uh, I just, it and also it is a star-studded cast, like from top to bottom. You have Ryan Gosling turning in one of the best performances of his career, Brian Cranston, who's great in this movie. You have Albert Brooks, who was nominated or something, I don't know, but he is just playing such a calm, like cool, menacing character. You have Hellboy. What the hell is Hellboy's name? Uh, the guy from Stranger Things? No, no, no. Old Hellboy. I don't know. Oh my, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman, who's in there too. You have Oscar Isaac, who's in it for a good amount of time. The people, for, like, Oscar Isaac is a very underrated actor who started off having a lot of small roles until he became it. And I still don't think he's an A-lister like he should be. Like, I thought, I would have thought him as Batman would have been very interesting. Um, no? No, not really. Oh, I could talk about this movie for the end of time. I really do. I fucking love this movie. Nothing, nothing you want to add? Am I, have I talked about it too much? 
like I said, I don't like it as much as you do, but I still think it's the my favorite and best movie of 2011. That, if I were to make a, a top movies of the decade, it would probably be number one or two. Okay. Now on to 2012, which was the second easiest year for me to pick a favorite. I know what your 2012 number one is as well. I don't... You, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it yet. You definitely don't know what my 2012 number one is. I mean, number, not okay, me, number no, two. Number two. Number two. Oh, yeah. I don't know what your number two is. So, so you say you're number two. You say you're number two. Uh, my number two is... Well, no. You say you're number two. Okay. Yeah. My number two is Best Picture Winner Argo. For those of you who don't just know, Will just shook his head and shrugged at me. Um, comments? I'm not I'm not mad that you like it. I'm I hate that it won best picture. I just don't get how it won best picture. I mean, to be I didn't see that was that was the most like art house nominees of any Oscars year ever. You had uh, a more was nominated, Beasts of the Southern Wild was nominated. Uh what else was nominated that year? It was the most art house year I've ever seen in my life. Uh what? I can uh, it's just further proof that the Oscars are just a shit show. The Oscars are a shit show, but for a different reason. Um, I could I could talk about that more, but you what? So you've seen it? I've seen. I just didn't really like. I like. I okay. I know I've seen it, and to tell you, like, I don't remember much of it, but I know I've watched it. Okay. Well, the fact that uh, Ben Affleck was not nominated for this movie is the most is the biggest snub I've seen in my lifetime. That movie is one of the best directed movies that I've seen. And you are having an aneurysm watching me talk about Argo. What did Argo do to you? Nothing, but saying Ben Affleck's the biggest stuff. Now, granted, I don't remember the movie well, so, but I can already think of like three or four people that I know that have been snubbed. They didn't is... get... he Ben Affleck is one of the best directors. Wait, wait was he nominated? No. For directing? No, he was not nominated for best director. That's that does surprise me. And they did that intentionally because they just didn't want to give it to him. It, that's what the Oscars do. It won yeah. Best Picture. It should have at least been nominated for Best Director because it was one of the five best directed movies of that year. It's that movie is the most tense. It is the most like, oh my god! Like you're on the edge of your seat throughout that whole movie, and there's not a shot fired. It's just tension and tension, and it just is one of the biggest. It's just it just has one of the most masterfully directed scenes it's just everything is everything is just to the nth degree of insane i just i can't talk about it it's just very very good it's just a very very well made film well this works out well because my number two is your number one maybe Django. Django. yeah okay yeah you're right i'll let you talk about it. i know you love this movie no way more no than I do. no because i've been talking for 90 percent of the podcast so you talk about Django unchained Okay, well, I think Django's just sick. I love Quentin Tarantino. No, what's weird? His movie about slavery is his most fun movie. God, maybe, yeah. Like, it, it is. I it's, don't know. It's his it, most no, fun movie. I don't know movie. what's fucked up. The two movies about, like, the two worst things, uh, slavery and then the Holocaust, those are his two fun, most fun movies. Yeah. Glorious Bastards is a romp. Yeah. That, that's really, but the thing that's a masterful of Tarantino is that he can take these things, but make them the way he wants to make them. It's yeah, Tarantino's just, the goat. Uh, it's your number one. Yeah. You deserve to talk about okay. it. Okay. Uh, 
I don't believe Leonardo DiCaprio was nominated for this movie. I know he didn't win. I don't know if he I was know. nominated. I, I think he was nominated. Because what, uh, what's his name? No, I want to know what it was. Christoph Waltz was one. the one from the movie to yeah. be nominated, I believe. Yeah, so you could have multiple actors be nominated for like the same like movie. Oh, I know. I just think yeah. it's like frowned upon. Yeah, it doesn't happen that much. It doesn't happen as much as it should. Um, but also, you can, you can, I don't know if this rule still exists, but you can be nominated for two different categories. Like, uh, Jamie Foxx was nominated in the same year for Collateral and Ray for supporting and lead actor. But um, this is the, Leonardo DiCaprio as uh, Calvin Candy is his best performance. It is the best performance by anybody in a Tarantino movie. I, name me a better Tarantino movie performance than Calvin Candy. I mean, to find better, I mean, I can think of way more, like, iconic ones. Well, name me an iconic Tarantino performance. Any of the leads from Pulp Fiction. But here's the thing. Like, there's no leads in Pulp Fiction. No, but, like, any of the three, like, main characters the story is built around. I still would take Calvin Candy over any of them. Uh, I mean, it's... I like... I love Django, so I'm I not going to... Everybody talks about that dinner table scene, but, like, yeah, yeah. just kind of have to because it's just... It's just the best. Like... like also, uh, just like Christoph Waltz and Jamie Foxx, their chemistry is just crazy. It seems like they've been best friends for years, but, like, I don't know. Like, it's just... Also, I think it's one of the best... Uh, one of the best written movies ever. It was nominated for screenplay. He was on a, a, a talk show talking about how, uh, like how he was not sure how he felt about making this movie due to the subject matter and, uh, and like, the amount of N-words used... And how he said, like, he, he had to get, like, Americans to come in and, like, film them being slaves and being chained up and all that shit. And he said he just, he kind of had, like a, like, a crisis of conscience. And then he talked to Sidney Poitier about it, who yeah. basically told him, like, man up, make your movie. Because if you don't make, if you don't, if you don't have conviction in how you are making it, then nobody's going to respect you. For those of you who don't know, Sidney Poitier was, like, the oh, lead yeah. black actor in one of the most iconic, like, stories yeah. involving race. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of what the title of that Guess who's coming was. to dinner? Look who's coming to dinner? Something like that? Yes, Guess who's coming to dinner. And he was also in a second film that was equally no. iconic. And um, he was also a, a very established director. I think he was directing yeah. afterwards. So He's, to yes. hear that from him is definitely helpful. Yeah, that's just that was just like, uh, I think it currently holds the record for the most N-words used in a movie. But it's it's just amazing. It's just yeah. great. If you haven't seen Django for some reason... Go see it. Also, just quick shout out. Uh, Walton Goggins is great. Uh, he's not. He is underused in every single movie he's in. I want more Walton Goggins. Uh, um, your yeah, so number Django one. Was, Django was my number two. Yep. My number one was actually what I think is the best David O. Russell movie. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Okay. I've never seen it. That's fair. I saw one clip of this movie... And I really, really didn't like it. But continue. Well, that's that's aggressive to say about a scene. I'm just saying I what didn't clip, like. The clip. What clip did you see? It was the scene where Jennifer Lawrence is like uh, confronting the family because she they think that she's like the curse of like the Philadelphia sports teams, and then she like rattles off when she was with them like what each Philadelphia team did. I think that, that day. scene's awesome. I hate that scene. I thought it was very badly written. Um, I think if you watch Jennifer Lawrence's character, do you under, do you know what her character is? Yeah, the, the movie. Well, I know what the movie is. 
I haven't seen it, but I know what the movie is. Do you under get, tell tell me a brief description of Jennifer Lawrence's character? Oh, her character. I don't know enough about her character. If you watch the whole movie, it makes exact sense that her character says it like that and how she delivers the lines. Okay, maybe I'm just, like, but, so. Okay. So Can, this no, cast talk about the movie. This cast is five star. De Niro, Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, not to mention just a bunch of cool little like supporting characters. Um. The movie is very heartwarming, very heartfelt, but it's all it's not one of those movies that's cheesy. It's not it's not like it's not a romance movie. It's more of a movie about mental health than anything. Well, yeah, um, it's a very beautiful film, I think. I don't know. That's uh, the that's one thing. On the it. one thing I've heard people talk about this movie is that. Some people say that, like, they feel the movie is inconsistent in tone, but then other people say it's that's the metaphor for the mental illness in the movies, that it kind of changes from beat to beat. Like, it's kind of an unstable kind of kind of pace and kind of tone of the movie, which is how the main character actually is in his psyche, which I, like, which I think that, like, maybe that's what it is, maybe it isn't. But if I were to wa- if I watched it, I bet that's what I would take away from it. Anyone who says that this movie is inconsistent in tone... Not even just about this movie. If anyone ever says a movie's inconsistent in tone and that's their biggest problem with it, they're just looking for things that's wrong with it. Um, a lot of people are probably butthurt that this movie has two like able-bodied actors and actresses like playing characters with like mental disabilities because people mm-hmm. will always get butthurt about that. But I really can't think of a flaw with this movie. I don't think it's perfect. I mean, I'm sure if I looked for flaws... Like, I could find them. But it's... I love the characters. I feel like I'm a part of the family. I'm rooting for the characters. I think it's just a great film. When did you see this movie? I've seen it, like, 80 times. Okay. Because I I bet if I were to watch it a couple years ago, or when it came out, I would like it a lot more than if I watched it now. Because I just really don't like Jennifer Lawrence. (laughs) Yeah, but that's unfair. I hate when people say stuff like that. Because I understand in acting, it's way more... um, So this is the metaphor I always use. Like... I don't care about Kanye West the person. I don't think he's a great person by any means. But, like, God, he's, like, one of my favorite musicians of any genre of all time. Okay, so now hear me out. So Jennifer Lawrence, I understand it's different because an actor, you're literally seeing them. So you're seeing that person. True. But she's, she's, I don't, like, yeah, she's annoying. But she's one of the greatest, most gifted actresses, like, of the past 10 years. And, like, when she wants to be. Her performance in this movie, okay, when she's given a good enough role, and her performance in this movie is phenomenal. Uh, I, I, I'll watch it. You've convinced me. Uh, so now we're on to 2013. This is the first year where I have a two-way tie that I, that I need to break right now. Okay, I, 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 I made my tie break. I picked, the, I picked the order. What's your number two? Uh, my number two is The Way Way Back. Okay, that's an honorable mention for me. Uh, that is one of just one of my favorite movies. It's it's just it's just delightful. Um, yeah. I I I really well. You talk about it. Um, it's. I mean, if I was just unbiased, or sorry, if I was doing a completely biased list, this would be my favorite movie of the year. Um, but I I it's it's like. The rewatchability of this movie is phenomenal. Right, um, yeah. I think I think the fact that it occurs like forty five minutes away from where I live might add to it a little bit. But like, the, it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. It's really heartfelt. I really I just appreciate the movie. I think Steve Carell being like an antagonist is awesome. Yep. He's such a good actor. Yeah, he really um, is. What do you want to add? I was just gonna say that uh, I remember I watched this in theaters and coming out of my, my brother's biggest critique was that he didn't like the ending. He thought the ending was. Uh, 
was the biggest flaw of the movie, and he had he had pacing issues with the movie. He thought the movie was badly paced. But I think that every coming of age movie. I don't want to spoil it, but should, like, if, if every coming-of-age kind of story should have kind of the pacing and the ending that this movie kind of has because that's the most uh, real, that's the most true-to-life that you actually experience when you come of age as a person is how this movie is paced and how it ends. This this movie is paced the exact same as Perks of Being a Wallflower. I've never seen it. Well, I'm just saying, like, and mm. so either both of them have pacing issues or none of them have pacing see, I, I think that I think that if it was a different kind of movie, I could see pacing issues, but the way this movie is presented, the pacing makes sense. It's also paced the same as Edge of Seventeen, another phenomenal film. That's that's a good, yeah, it is, it is ha- kind of the similar structure of that kind of movie. Um, um, so, yeah, that's my number two. What about you? My number two is The Wolf of Wall Street. Is that, a, is that an honorable mention for you? Okay. Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street is uh, a three-hour movie that feels like 90 minutes. And that, first of all, that's the biggest compliment that I can give any movie that's that, that's that long. If your movie's long, but you make it feel like it's quick, it just it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll watch it day in, day out. This is, I think, uh, like the, the longest movie that I've watched the most. It has... Jonah Hill is the best performance in this movie. And this is, this is, like, he is just, watching Joan Hill in this movie is crazy. He's great in Moneyball, but he takes it up to another level in this movie. There's just so many great scenes that you could use to teach, like, any sort of class. You can teach a directing class, you can teach an acting class, you can teach a writing class. If you're picking out certain scenes of this movie. The, the scene where he's hopped up on Ludes trying to get home is just brilliant. It's just brilliant. Do you want to talk about this movie? Is this... Yeah, yeah, this is my number one. Okay. Uh, real quick, before I talk about it, I want to do give some of my honorable mentions for the year, because 2013 was a weird year for me, where there was a lot of movies that I like kind of liked, or liked, but I didn't mm-hmm. really love, you know? I have um, three honorable mentions. Yeah, I mean, I just want to give shout-outs to, like, Dallas Buyers Club, Blue is the Warmest Color, and About Time. You watched Blue is the Warmest really Color? Cool. What? You watched Blue is the Warmest Color? Yeah, it was fun. It was. It's actually third. If I was doing a top three, it would. It would be three. Is it like over three hours? It's pretty long. I can't. And it's a foreign film. You watched The Irishman, so yeah. But that's you're gonna say that me watching The Irishman same as you watching Blue is the warmest color. Uh, I'm gonna say that the times are pretty equal. Yeah, but it's a it's a three hour subtitled movie. I mean, I watch anime, so... Okay, fair enough. For so those of you who don't know, subtitle. Blue is the Warmest Color is a... What, 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 what is it? French. French. Uh, Coming-of-age young woman's romance story uh, where she has certain dalliances. Um, and there's certain scenes that are pretty, pretty... Um, I, don't know, what, I, don't, I don't know if I want to talk about that. Uh, my, my honorable mentions are Mud... Fruitvale Station, and The Spectacular Now. I thought this Spectacular was Spectacular Now, another great movie. And I, 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 that would have been on my list. I didn't know that was th- 2013. Yeah. I actually have that on another year for some reason. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to move that from the other year onto he- this honorable mention. Okay. Um, but my, my one problem I have with The Wolf of Wall Street is that I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people didn't get the message of the movie. Like, so many, like, like frat guys in business schools watch this movie and they're like, yeah, that's going to be me on Wall Street. It's like, like, it's it just like, like, I was, I was not to put name names, but I was in, a, I was in one of my classes and a couple guys that I was friends with are in the business school at my college. 
and we were talking about the Wolf of Wall Street, and they're like, yeah, that movie's sick. Like, that dude's a legend. He's, like, one of the, he's cool. And they were like, like, people kind of don't get that the movie's, like, shitting on this lifestyle and how this guy's an idiot. Well, one of the biggest critiques of Scorsese movies, whether it's Goodfellas. Yeah, is that he Irishman. glorifies shit. But yeah. I think that that's, if you're an, I don't, they don't call people, but if you aren't paying attention, then he's glorifying it. But what he's really doing is, is saying this is, like, like, if you look at every single person that, like, is in the, it's in the movie that he glorifies, they end up dead or in jail. It's like, my favorite scene is the end of Goodfellas, when he says, like, I asked for, like, spaghetti with marinara sauce, and I got egg noodles with ketchup. And it just so like, that's what, that's, like, this guy's lifestyle is just so different than what he used to be, because he, he just made bad decisions, and now he's like, I gotta live with what I did, and it's, oh. but God, um, I love Goodfellas, man. It's not my favorite Scorsese. Um, but yeah, so that's Wolf of Wall Street. My number one is... Can you guess? Uh, it, I could, but I don't feel like The it. Place Beyond the Pines. I, I actually... Um, I was about to watch that two weeks ago. Yeah. But I actually chose to watch two other movies instead. And I wish I watched it now. I know I'm gonna like it. I know when I so, see it, oh, I'm gonna like you've it. You've never seen it. Um, I love, I love Ryan Gosling. Yep. And and the movie is very like my type of movie. Yeah. This movie is. Uh, this movie does something. About I don't remember maybe like forty five minutes into it, or something like that that made me go, oh, okay, I love this movie. It is. It. It is one of the... I've said this a lot, but just because I just appreciate good writing. I think this is the best... In the top five best screenplays of all time. It, it, it And I can't say why without spoiling the movie. Yeah, please don't. Because I'm actually going to yeah. watch it like within yeah. the next two weeks. But it is... It's just... It's just... I just... I can't... I can't talk about this movie without spoiling it. Um, But it's great. It's just great. Now... We are on to what I think is one of the, I think is in the most stacked year, one yeah, of the most I, stacked. Let, years. let me just add real quick: twenty fourteen and twenty sixteen were the two most stacked years ever. Yep, ever for me. Twenty. 20 you go. Twenty fourteen has three of my top seven favorite movies of all time. Just to put it into perspective. Yep. It was. It was. It was tough for me to... My number one was was guaranteed, but my runner-up, it was really hard for me to pick out of, out of a couple movies. I know what your number one is. Yeah, you probably do, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, wait, sorry, no. I know what your number one for 2015 is. Uh, no, you don't. I think you, I know... No, I'll tell you right now, you do not know what my number one for 2015 is. Really? Yeah. Actually, okay. I don't know, maybe you do. Uh, okay, but we're, we're talking about 2014. All right, I'm going to give my my runner-up, then I'm going to give some... But if it, to be fair, I'm going to say this right now. There's a lot of movies in 2014... Well, give, give the honorable mentions first. No, because I want to tell them what is... I'm going to tell them what is there, then I'm going to tell them what's not there. Okay, fine, that's fair. Uh, But to be fair, there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen from 2014. Uh, So my runner-up is Nightcrawler. And you're smirking at me, why? Okay. Okay. Same. Uh, that's your runner-up. Yeah. All right, you talk about it. All right, so this, along with two other films, is, like I said, three of my top seven or eight favorite movies of all time. Nightcrawler is so good. It's amazing. It's one of the best performances I've ever seen. He wasn't nominated. 
Like, well, remember, remember fuck you, Academy. You, remember when you talked about, like, Ben Affleck being, like, a snub? Yeah. So, I, I, that's why I asked, did you mean directing? Because when you said snub, I thought you meant all time. Jake Gyllenhaal not being nominated for yeah. this performance is a bigger snub than Ben Affleck's directing. Debatable. It's debatable. It's it's hard to debate because just cause I think that it just because picture and director are synonymous with each other, and the fact that he didn't get he didn't even get nominated, and the movie won just shows that that was just the Academy intentionally doing that. That's fair. Um, this is the Academy being idiots. Nightcrawler actually went way under the radar for like everything. Yeah. It. I forget. It, I don't think it got nominated for best picture either. I don't. I don't know if it got nominated for best cinematography, but this movie is just Here, shot beautifully. You talk about it and I'll check. Yeah. It. This movie is one of the most beautifully... Ha- it's, it's beautiful how haunting this movie is shot. This movie just makes you feel so just, like, uncomfortable. It just, like... Even from, like, the opening couple minutes, you just know what you're in for. And just, like... You, just, like, the hair on the back of your neck stands up at certain points in this movie. And it just... It, it just... It's such a small kind of movie... With uh, with a great Bill Paxton, by the way, rest in peace. He's great in this movie. I miss him every day. Um, uh, Renee Russo also adds a lot to this movie. Her dynamic with uh, Lou Bloom, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, is great. There's just certain scenes in this movie where you you look at Jake Gyllenhaal's movie and you're like, you're just not a human being. It's he's just something so just like other, just like. And I would love to. I'm not that I want to see prequel, but like, what was this guy like? Like, growing up, what was he doing? Like, before he was where he is, like, like what was this guy? What's this guy's story? He's just such an interesting character. Um, do you know who wrote, wrote, directed it? I don't know who this movie's by. Um, I did. Give me a second, sorry. Okay. But it's just one of those movies where just, like, after a certain point, you yeah, just... Dan Gilroy. Okay, I know the name, Dan Gilroy. Uh, but I, I feel like he hasn't done a lot of stuff. Well, it, I know him because... He's actually married to Rene Russo. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Oh, God, okay. And I he, uh, I remember because he also did uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, which came out this year, but he also did Roman J. Israel Esquire, <laughs> which That's... if you've seen SNL, like they make fun of that movie so much. So I just my, One of my favorite jokes is Stefan saying Roman J. Yeah, Israel Esquire. Oh, about. my God, yep. it's so funny. Uh, damn, okay, I didn't know that, but... uh. Also, Rene Russo is great and one of my favorite movies of all time, Major League. Just I just anytime I can plug Major League, I'll do it. Okay, so that's both of our runner ups. I think we have the same number one. I hope we have the same number one. The number ones should be very obvious this year. Which is Whiplash. Whiplash. Yeah. Okay. This Wait, was... first, 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 first. I just want to give shout outs to and I you're gonna get mad at this but let me say it because I want to give a shout out to my third favorite movie from this year yep. and like my seventh favorite movie of all time yep. Guardians of the Galaxy I love it yeah okay no, no don't go on a rant like I don't feel like I listening won't. to you but but also also two other phenomenal films to yep. come out in 2014 Edge of Tomorrow and The Babadook see I've never seen either of those but I have heard that The Babadook is one of like the best like it's like it's the like I don't even describe it but I've heard real good things so I know you're not the biggest horror guy, but trust me when I say I like good horror it, movies. Yeah, in there's a few horror movies in my list coming up. Okay, I I, I know one of them, but my my uh, honorable mentions is uh, Chef. If you've never seen Chef, but Chef kind of bothers me, like when you watch it today, because the movie Chef is a is a two hour metaphor, 
But when you realize what that metaphor is about and you realize who made it, you're like, fuck you. If I don't, I don't want to, I'll just talk about it because I, I just, I'll never talk about it again. So Chef is a movie about a chef who wants to make these creative new uh, kind of like meals and gets fired from his job for doing it because he has a meltdown. And then it's about him kind of being, finding his creative ways and stuff like that. And it's a metaphor for how modern day Hollywood doesn't like new creative things. And they just kind of stick with the same kind of like reboots, remakes, sequels. But the movie's made by Jon Favreau, who then went on to direct Lion The Jungle King. Book and The Lion King. Like, Jon Favreau, go fuck yourself, okay? You don't, you, don't do, you don't get to do this, oh, woe is me, I'm a creator. And then you go gr- direct two fucking Disney show remakes. Like, I'll talk about this anytime I can. I just did a paper about how Disney sucks. Jon Favreau, go back to making swingers. Go back to starting the MCU. You're an asshole. Okay. But great movie. My next, um, my next honorable mention is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and Captain America the Winter Soldier. Because Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, like, Rise of the Planet of the Apes was good. But then you watch Dawn and you're like, oh, this movie is like a fucking, like, cerebral mind fuck. It's just like, oh, it's so good. 2014's great. It's just so good. There's just it's so the many... year for movies I can think of. I like 2016 better. Okay. Uh, we didn't even talk about Whiplash. Um, like, Miles Teller is one of those guys who's just kind of like in a lot of shit. And this movie, I feel like, is one movie that people don't watch. I feel like if you were to ask... Like, just 10 random people on the street, if they know what Whiplash is, you would not get a lot of response. Like, when I saw a certain YouTube movie reviewer's top 10 of the year, this was his number one, and I had not heard of the movie. It's just, it's just one of the most, like, tense, ugh, what do you want to say? Miles Teller was not nominated for this movie. I think that's just because he's just so overshadowed in his own movies. Because Louis C.K. has less screen time than him. He's the supporting character, but he but and and Miles Teller's the the main. You're gonna character. wanna you're gonna you're gonna wanna think about what you just said. What? You said Louis C.K. That's a Louis C.K. Yeah. J.K. Simmons. Uh, <laughs> you know what happened? It was I'll get into the, it was because I was watching a different a different kind of show when somebody said J.K. Simmons is J.K. Rowling and then I thought about that and then I thought about other things and then it spiraled from there. So uh, J.K. Simmons uh, is the supporting, but he overshadows the main actor. So I think that's part of why Miles Teller kind of gets forgotten in this movie. Maybe. Um. But it's just it's just a great great film, and also this is an interesting thing that I want to talk about is uh. Uh, Damien Chazelle has directed three like major motion pictures. In my opinion, each of his movies have gotten bigger, but have also gotten worse. I mean, if you go from so, Whiplash is a very small indie, pretty small. It's one of the best movies of all time. You get La La Land. It's a much bigger. It's a much bigger budget, bigger stars, and it and it's still really good. People like it a little bit better, but I think it's a much worse movie. Then you get First Man, and it's and it's a huge like kind of movie about the like the moon. And I think that's his worst movie. Similarly, I think the same thing with Ryan Coogler, who made his who made his directorial debut in Fruitvale Station with Michael B. Jordan, and it's one of the most powerful films of all time. Then he gets Creed. It's a very big budget movie. Again, Michael Jordan and 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 you have Sylvester Stallone turning in the performance of a lifetime. It's a very good movie. It's worse than, than Fruitvale Station. Then you get Black Panther, which is a two hundred million dollar comic book movie. And it's and it's his worst movie, in my opinion. Just cinema, just everything, everything about that movie is just worse than what he did in his past two movies. 
And this is just two examples of directors getting bigger, but the quality is getting worse. Yeah, I mean, I don't, well, yeah. I mean, the bar is set so high with Whiplash, though. Like, La La Land still, I think, is fantastic. La La Land is fantastic, but I think that I, I get, like, La La Land is the movie that, like, I understand all of the gripes and, and complaints people have about it, but I just forgive it. But I can understand, like, why people don't like it. So you said you knew my twenty fifteen. Give uh, yeah, but, I know. I know you. I know you're one and you're two in order. I'm gonna tell you right now. You don't. I um, do. Okay. Uh, how much you want to bet? I'll place a bet. I'll place a bet on a live feed right now. Ten dollars that you know my one and two in order. How about this? I'll go parlay. I'll go five dollars. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, no. Hear me out. I'll go five dollars that I know the one and two in order. Right. Yep. If if I don't get. The number one, you get five dollars. No, okay. If I don't get the this number one, you get so... five dollars. Oh if I, if I don't get the number one, you get five dollars. If I do get it, nothing. If I get one and two in order, I get ten. Okay. All right. Um, give me your runner-up. Uh, no, give me yours because I actually have a tie. You have a tie, motherfucker. Okay. Well, it's I can't choose. My runner-up. Wait, is... no, no, wait. I'm supposed to say. Okay, what's my runner-up? Mad Max Fury Road. Nope. Well, looks like I'm a, I'm hundred percent serious. I will show you. I've not touched my phone. No, I, can I know, sh- I know, I know. I that is not my that that would be. I really, like, I really hope your runner up isn't what I thought was number one then. Uh, my, if uh, Mad Max Fury Road would be my number four of the year. What's your runner up then? Uh, my runner up is Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. For those of you who can't see. Will is currently covering his eyes and shaking his head at me. And and he is in a very bad mood. Why does this make you angry? Why does this make you angry? Just talk about Star Wars. Okay. Will hates Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Um and when you come to, when you go to any Star Wars fan, there's complex uh there's complexity in their Star Wars love. There's lots of minute details in their terms of how they love Star Wars. But I will never forget the moment that I had when I sat down in the theater to go see this movie. I've written maybe like five or six papers about my, about my theater experience with this movie. That's just sad. I waited in line for two and a half hours in, to go see this movie. I, when I got there, it, was, it, 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 just, it felt like it was an experience. It felt like, like, like a, a, it felt like church. It was just like, it was like, it was insane. It was just like, it, I wrote in my paper, it felt like Thanksgiving dinner with 400 relatives. Cause like everybody there just like, you just felt the energy of like, we all just like love this and we're just having a great time. And it's like, it was, it's, it's insane. Not only that, it's a really good movie. Like, but I will say this though, when, when you think about it, it's hard. It, it is, it is a great part one of three. Star Wars The Force Awakens. When you take a look at it, at like what it is as a movie, you can kind of understand the complaints about it and how people gripe it, and I totally understand it. But, like, I'm just going back to how I felt when I first watched it and think, if you were to take this, this movie is, like, a high draft pick that should have been the best. This movie is, like, what? Who who's a bust? Anthony Give me an NBA Bennett. bust. Anthony Bennett. And that's a little different, though, because he was kind of a question mark coming out. All right, but this yeah, movie... he was never good. This movie set up the potential for two great, like, 
like part parts two and three. Andrew Wiggins. Yes, this movie's Andrew Wiggins. Where we're coming out of college, like, this dude is like gonna set set the NBA on fire. And then here the next few Last Jedi seasons where people are like, what? What's gonna happen? But now he's in his Rise of Skywalker saga where Anthony Anthony Wiggins is like, oh, I'm still showing what I can do, but we'll see if he can finish it off strong. This movie is a high draft pick. Did you not think that Star Wars Force Awakens was gonna be on my I was just hoping you'd be reasonable like enough to know that this year I mean 2015 is weaker than its predecessor and what comes after, definitely. Yes. But there's still a good amount of solid movies. And I do know you're number one for a fact now. Okay, give me your runner I, up. I, I okay, yeah. So the reason I had a tie, I didn't have a tie, it's I have a clear winner for this year. Yep. But then I have three movies that I all like equally. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do two honorable, honorable mentions real quick, okay. and then I'm going to give you my number two. I have an honorable mention. Uh, what, what's yours? Sicario. What? Okay, I don't know. But Sicario is an honorable mention. Denny Villeneuve is one of the best directors of our time, and nobody knows him. Continue. All right, so uh, honorable mention to Inside Out. Honorable mention to The Gift. And in second place, I have Hateful Eight. Okay. Um, I, I really, really love Hateful Eight. I've only seen it once. Um, but I just remember... I remember being... I remember the movie wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. And the movie was different than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be more like... Uh, I don't know. Like a movie, it was going to be more kind of like Clue, where it's kind of like more of like a mystery kind of thing. And kind of like a... I don't know. But, like the, but the movie's great. Um... It I guess it has uh Walton Goggins and I think the performance of his career, um he's just great in the movie. I think he's he's my favorite part of the movie. Just rename the podcast the Walton Goggins Fan Club. I no he is underused or misused in every single movie he's in, but he's great. He's fucking great. Uh, he's my favorite performance in that movie. Uh, I love The Hateful Eight. Um, I like it more than most Tarantino fans. Like, like in terms of if I was ranking Tarantino movies, I know for a fact I I would put it higher than most people would. I don't know why. I think when I watched it, or when I watch it, like to watch it, because I've seen it multiple times. It's a, it is a long viewing, and it definitely doesn't have as much rewatchability as other films, just in yeah. general. But the first time I watched it, I'll never forget it. It was a cold winter day, and I watched Hateful Same. Eight, and it was the best. I watched it, it on a, I think I watched it on a snow day, so I felt like yeah. like I felt like them. Uh, when I say I, I hear you saying like when you first started talking about that, I was like, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. But then I started thinking about all the Tarantino movies. This would be in the bottom half for me. That's just a credit to how good Tarantino is. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Inside Out. So... It deserved an honorable mention. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think... My other honorable mention is obviously Mad Max Fury Road. That movie is amazing. Creed is really good. I have an unpopular opinion about Mad Max Fury Road. I, I respect it. I respect what it does for movies. Like, I understand how hard it was to make. I don't care about it. I don't really like it. Oh, I love Not it. my type of film. I think I told you that once. And yeah, yeah I think no, I said, like, I, I don't like this movie. We've talked about it a lot. Um, other honorable mentions, Kings from the Secret Service is great. Yep. Uh, Straight Outta Compton. Didn't see it. You ever seen Straight Outta Compton? Don't say that like it's like the biggest film of 20. No, because like, everybody saw this movie. It's one of like, oh, okay, um, Straight Outta Compton is great. Um, I mean, we already said Hateful Eight. I didn't like The Big Short. 
I liked it. I liked the big story. I don't like it. And Dope is a great, great okay. movie. So now now that you whittled it down, and I know for a fact we have the same number one, can we do the three, two, one strategy again? Sure. So remember, just FYI, it's three, two, one, and then you say it. Yeah. All right, ready? Three, two, one. Spotlight. No! God, I owe you $5. How do you like Spotlight more than Ex Machina? I love Spotlight. That movie. Oh, yeah, you probably you probably wish you were one of the priests, you freak. Okay, that is just uncalled for. You are really uh, angry at me. Yeah, because you wasted a spot. I I thought your one and two was gonna be Mad Max, and then uh, what's it called? Ex Machina. Like like, in terms of like what I would pick for you like. You didn't even give it an honorable mention. Well, I didn't want to say that it was an honorable mention because then you would know that it wasn't there. That's fair. <laughs> Like otherwise, I just tip my hat. Um, but if I were to if if I were to submit like two movies from twenty fifteen to like this is what you need to watch, I would give them Mad Max and I would give them Ex Machina. But when it comes to just like how it boils down for me, I like Spotlight more. Spotlight is like what I if you if you were to like you know sometimes you can just kind of pick what the Academy is gonna choose without even like knowing. Spotlight's that kind of movie for me, but this is the only time where that the Oscar movie of that year is actually the movie that I love. I've seen it like five times. It's I would well, figure I had to watch it for film for film class, and I watched it like once in class and once out of class, on like on my own, and it's just it's just so good. First of all, I love Michael Keaton. He's he's one of the most underrated actors of all time. He's great in this movie. Mark Ruffalo is fantastic in this movie. Rachel McAdams is so good. It's she's just she is just like she just needs to be in more in better things. Cause she's such a great actress. Um. But just this movie is just it's it's just so powerful. I don't know what it is about it. Just like it's just it's just amazing. Like I just I just I can talk about this movie for so long, but I just there's nothing else I can like it's just it's just I mean, yeah, I'm from Boston. That's not a huge part of why I like it. But at the same time, it's just it's just really powerful when you when you look at all of it like like it's just great. Just watch this movie. And tell me it didn't deserve best picture. Watch this movie. It's great. Also, to, uh, not uh, Stanley Tucci is amazing in this movie, and Stanley Tucci is a national treasure. I kind of shot myself in the foot here because I personally haven't seen Spotlight. Okay. Um, not for any reasons. Like I, sh- I, I have a long list of movies I need to watch. No, me too. Which is funny. Um, I think like every movie I've seen and love, like you haven't. Every movie you've seen, like I haven't. Like the reason we have a lot of like disparity. Uh, yeah. To be fair, no, I'm I, sure if I watched it, I'd like it. I love Ex Machina. I'll say that right now. I had to watch it for class. I just watched it um a couple weeks ago. It's great. It is great. It it it, it takes this claustrophobic three person well, four person cast and just it just it's just so powerful. Like it, it it should be boring, but it's not. It's so captivating. Like talk about it. Like like. Um. I mean everything you just said. I think Oscar Isaac gives a great subtle performance. He's so he's so awkward and like not scary, but just like you don't want to be around him. That's he's what so, it's he, like. Yeah, he it's... always puts you like in your like feels like it's always you're always nervous when he's on screen. The lead, um, I believe, the lead is the same lead from About Time, and I don't, he did a I, really good job. He's the same guy who's General Hux in Force Awakens. No, Don, don't Donald Gleason. Um. And so he did a great job. Uh, I think it's a really interesting, like, it's very philosoph- uh, philosophy-oriented, philosophical is what I have to say. Um, 
And you're right, it's a really small cast, really contained, but it's just fascinating. I'm so currently definitely... writing a paper about it for a class right now. I, I, I had a choice of uh, that, Ford Project, or Moonlight, and I chose that movie. Bro, if, if I took a shot every time you talked about writing a paper about a movie, I'd have alcohol poisoning by now. You would have done two shots. <laughs> it's this and well, Star Wars. You mentioned six or seven papers, and you've mentioned a bunch of other All right, papers. I wrote six papers about Star Wars, I wrote, and, I've, and I'm writing well, one paper. Papers. Okay, well, you said every time that you've mentioned. And on to 2016. This year was, like, second, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely the second hardest year for me. Uh, 2014 and 2016 are absolutely loaded. This year is the toughest year for me. Want to know what it is? Uh, shout out to the Upfake Hour. I'll make a basketball reference. 2014 is the 96 draft class with uh, Kobe and all that. 2016 is the 2003 draft class. They're both absolutely loaded. And obviously the Jordan draft class, but like... Can we tell us that you made a shout out to our own show and acted like it was like a different show? Oh, absolutely. I'm a movie reviewer right now. Okay. Um, this, this, this year has the most movies that I, that I, uh, really like. Like out of all the, yeah. the decades, this movie has the most, uh, I mean this year has the most movies that I really like. I'm going to start it even, off with movies I that... Don't even, Right. What? Sorry, what sorry. I, I, I was just going to say, normally I like to, like, normally I either know what you're going to pick or I have an idea. I have no idea because I know you love so many. There's like five movies that I wouldn't be surprised if you picked as your number one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to start, I'm going to start off by giving two dishonorable mentions, which are movies that I was really looking forward to, but I turned out to be hating. Can you guess what two of those are? Oh my God. Is it one of, is one of them my second least favorite movie of all time? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it is. Suicide Squad. No. Oh, was, did Suicide Squad come out in 2016? Yeah, it did, but I was saying that's just different. That's different. Okay, than well, that's did. one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Batman v Superman. No. No, I'm saying, like, I'm, do- oh. I'm doing this for me. Oh, okay. Um, I can't really think of anything else, okay. to be honest. The two movies I picked that I was really excited for that I ended up, like, really, really disliking is Hail Caesar and Patriot's Day. Those two movies can go take a fucking hike. Hail Caesar is the equivalent of drinking a bottle of NyQuil. It's just a snore fest. Like, oh my god, does this movie fucking make me angry. It has one of the best trailers of all time. I was so excited for it. I turned it on and I was like, the Coen brothers, you have done me wrong. You have done me fucking wrong. You owe me the $2 refund from the red box that I rented this fucking movie at. And Patriot's Day is a fictional fucking biopic. About a, about a guy who didn't exist because Mark Wahlberg wanted to say, yeah, I solved the Boston Marathon bombing. Fuck you, Mark Wahlberg. He actually came in, was first one, he came into the restaurant where I was working one day, he had, and uh, he was a prick. Like, he just, like, he just seemed... That shouldn't be surprising. Like, he also, like, like I've, I've, like, kind of contact with a couple, like, famous people in my life, just, like, whatever sporting events, random things. When Mark Wahlberg walked past me and when he talks to me, I felt nothing. I felt no star power, just nothing. And he... It's funny because he's so little in real yeah, life. Yeah, like I, I can, I can see on top of his head. I'm so much taller than him. It's like... Also, he brought his own, like, plastic water bottle to the restaurant, drank from that, and then left it at the table. And just the way he didn't have... Like, his family didn't have good restaurant etiquette. Like, he had a party of 13. Like, six of them showed up and, like, ordered kind of some other stuff. And then the other seven showed up. Like half an hour later, and they or like they just didn't like. It was like, dude, what do y'all thought? Uh, and, and like, oh my god, I hate that movie so much. Fuck you, Mark Wahlberg. So, so with that same vitriol, tell me your number two. My number two 
is I'm I'm deciding on the spot. I have one movie that I think I've seen. I have one movie I've seen more, but then I have one movie that means more to me. Ugh, this is so hard. My number two is the Nice Guys. Um, it's Shane Black is one of my favorite writers and directors of all time. Shane Black has directed three movies that I love and are in some of my top of all time. Uh, if you haven't seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, go see it. It's amazing. If you haven't seen The Nice Guys, go see it. This movie was a movie I was so looking forward to the whole year. And then it didn't make a lot of money in theaters because of people like me who didn't go see it in theaters. And I will never forget myself for never seeing this movie in theaters. Because it didn't make a lot of money, and it probably won't get a sequel, and I'm so mad about it. This is one of the best movies of the 21st century. Ryan Gosling gives in one of the best, one of the best performances ever. He was nominated for La La Land this year, but he was so much better in this movie. He gives so much more layers, and uh, Angori Rice is the little girl who plays his daughter. She's great in the Spider-Man movies. Uh, she plays, uh, oh my god. Oh my god, what the fuck, who does she play? And eh, whatever. But uh, she was Betty Brandt in the Spider-Man movies. Who does like the whole like uh, the school like like video things? Oh, she's great, and she's great in this movie. Uh, Russell Crowe kind of just plays kind of like a Russell Crowe type character that you expect, but he does it so well. And th- them two have some of the best on screen chemistry that I've ever seen in my life. It's it's insane. Um, yeah. What's your honorable mention? Well, oh, honorable mention. I mean, no. What's your number two? My bad. What's your runner up? You're good. Um, so, well, speaking of honorable mentions, I just want to give a bunch of honorable mentions real quick. See, like I, I do said, honorable mentions after I do my number two. Well, I'll do them beforehand. Okay. There were so many movies that were... Ju- this year is really loaded. Yeah, it is. Um, actually, you know, I'm fine. I'll do my number two, mm-hmm. and then I'll do my number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, number two, this... You probably won't like... I, you definitely haven't seen this, actually. You don't know that. Um, it's an anime movie. An anime um, movie? Yeah, it's called... So, two of the best anime films of all time came out in 2016. And I'm actually going to pick as my number two... Why can't I think ...the anime it? film that was not as popular. Why am I forgetting this? So, a... there was an anime film that came out called Your Name. Yep. And Your Name was extremely popular, but that is not my number two. Oh. Even though, shout out to Your Name, it's one of the best anime films I've ever seen. Yep. My number two is actually a movie that, because of the hype of Your Name, I think it got lost a little bit in translation, but you can see it on Netflix, this upcoming movie. It's called um, A Silent Voice in English. See, I've never heard of it. And I'm shocked that I've never heard of it. It's my number two. It's on Netflix if you want to watch it. It's about, it's a redemption story about a boy who bullies a deaf girl and then meets her again later in life. Um, That's just like kind of the broad synopsis. And there's a lot going on. It touches on a lot of issues. It touches on a lot of, I don't know, it's very, it's a beautiful story. It's one of the best I've ever seen. If you want a story that's, like, easier to swallow, watch Your Name. Like, it's, Your Name is probably my number three pick of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, that's actually, it was very hard to choose between these two movies for my number two. But yeah, A Silent Voice is my number two. Interesting. That's a good, thank you for telling us some new obscure movies. Uh, so, Alma mentions, um... I'm going to say uh, Arrival is an honorable mention. It's a lot of people's number one of the year, but it's an honorable mention for me. It would probably be between the six to three range if I were to do it. How or High Water is, I feel like, a movie that nobody's heard of that has... Oh, How or High Water is amazing. Again, if you have a brother, 
go watch Hell or High Water. It's on Netflix. It is? Yes. Okay. Um, damn it, I bought it on Blu-ray. And then, that's my, that's my least favorite thing in the world, is when I buy something on Blu-ray, and then it goes on Netflix, or it's on Netflix, but then it goes off Netflix, and I didn't buy the Blu-ray, so now I don't have it. It's my biggest, it's my biggest problems in the world. Um, Hell or High Water is amazing. Um, Edge of 17 is an honorable mention for me. That's one of the best coming of age movies of all time. Um, Manchester by the Sea is a movie not a lot of people saw. Like, um, uh, Civil Rights Playbook, it's a movie about mental illness that deals with it very well. It's a very powerful movie. Um, my num- another honorable mention for me is La La Land. La La Land's great. It's, it's a very good movie. I don't love it. I don't understand people, why people love it, but it's a very well-made movie. Um, my other honorable mention is Everybody Wants Some, the Richard Linklater spiritual sequel to Days Confused. I cannot tell you why I love this movie, other than I think it's just very, very good. It's entertaining. It's also very poignant. It's the cer- At certain points, you're like, damn. Like, you get you get emotional watching this movie if you're in kind of, like, our, our point in life, where you're around, like, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, around that age. It's made for you because you're like, damn. Like, it's it, it, certain times you kind of, like, get self-reflective. My last honorable mention is a movie called Sing Street. Do you know movie, Do you know Sing Street? Have yeah. you seen it? No, but I've heard of it. It is so good. Nobody knows about this movie. It's a movie about a guy in a kid in Ireland who goes into a school, starts a band, and that's just all I'll, I'll tell you. But it is it's a great great movie. If you have a brother, see this movie. That's that's kind of a theme that I have in my in my list. That if you have a brother. You need to watch certain movies. Sing Street, if you have a brother, and if you don't cry at the end, you're not a human. Um, I would also like to add, if so I'll just do my honorable mm-hmm. mentions quick. Um, I won't say you're number one because I know what it is, and yeah. I'm not going to say like it as an honorable mention, but just know your number one is an honorable mention for me. Okay. Uh, your name I already mentioned, and then you touched on like all the movies I had. Yeah, uh, sorry. Also, I kind of took all of them. No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, Captain Fantastic. Uh, Fantastic. Captain no. Fantastic with Viggo Mortensen. Not enough best actor. Viggo Mortensen's great. Um, he he gives his best performance. I mean, I guess Lord of the Rings is like it's tough to top that, but he gives his he gives his most real performance. Um, he's great in it. It's a family, like it's a quirky family. It's probably a very I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, but it's probably oh, the I'm same dying to see style. it. I'm dying to it's see the, it. Yeah, it's the same type of style of, as Jojo Rabbit in terms of theme. I feel like I uh, feel like. I just have a question. Do you would you say that uh, Viggo Mortensen is the best performance in Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's iconic. Like, well, like yeah. I said, I've only seen two of the movies, but of the two movies, I have one performance that I like better than him. Wait, oh, is he the best performance in it? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said, is that his best performance? No, I said, is he the best performance in Lord of the Rings? Do you think? Oh, no. No, no, no. Okay. Who who would you say? Oh, there's two people that, three people that immediately come to mind. Um, I forget his name. I know he's in Stranger Things. I should know his name. The person who plays Sam the Hobbit. Oh, um, holy shit. Rudy. Sean Astin. Yeah. Um, Play Sam on Game Gan- who, play, who plays Gandalf again? Gandalf? Ian McKellen? Yes, yeah, sir. Sir, sir McKellen. Yep. I had I had finals today. I'm kind of out of it. So yeah. So those two. Uh, Orlando Bloom is legless. Also iconic. Yeah. You I haven't said my number one. You have not said my number one. Don't be. It's not Gimli, is it? No, it's not Gimli. Okay. Wh- who is it? Working for Boromir by Sean Bean. Yeah, that's fair. But I, he's, uh, I thought you meant. I thought you meant like consistently. In true. He's only movies. in one movie. That's not a spoiler. The movie came out in 2001. If well, you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, he's in. To get a he's in the. The extended version of the second movie. Okay. 
whatever. But he's great. He is he he. Oh, he's I can I, I can. Can I just make a quick comment no. for those? So you know how you got your little Star Wars parade yeah. thing. For those of people who don't know, I don't hate Star Wars, but I don't like it at all. Really, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's only like there's only there what there's what like nine Star Wars films related films. Uh, saga Ish. movies. It doesn't know anything Star Wars related that's live action, like including solo. Live and action. There's. 10, 11? Okay, well, it doesn't matter. I only like, like, two or three of them. And okay. then the rest of them I don't really care about. Okay. Uh, but I don't hate it. It's just, it's annoying sometimes. But I will say, Owen, your Star Wars is, I think I've touched on this, my Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I love the Lord of the Rings yeah. with all my heart. It's the best. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, right, so Captain go, Fantastic. Go on. Go on. Yeah, Captain you have, Fantastic. You have other honorable mentions? Because we kind of went on a Lord of the Rings sidetrack. You you said all of them. I just wanted to add the anime, your name, yeah. and Captain Fantastic. Um, I'll say uh, Zootopia is really good. It is good. Deadpool is people love it a lot. I don't think it lends itself to repeat viewings. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Deadpool guy. I mean, it it's fine. Okay. The the best part about Deadpool is that it exists because Ryan Reynolds leaked it. Yeah. Uh, true. Um, okay, and Ready? your Are we, can, can we can we. Can we three, two, one it? Because I your sure, favorite sure, movie sure. is like my fourth favorite. Okay. Already, this is for you. Well, no, because we're gonna have different movies. Then that's right, fine. Work. Just talk about Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw, you fucking asshole. Yes, Hacksaw Ridge is, I think, the most is one of the best theater experiences that I've ever had in my life. This movie on the big screen was so powerful. This movie itself is so powerful. I could watch the movie on an iPhone and still tear up at certain points. Andrew Garfield is amazing. What Mel Gibson does with the camera in this movie and how he shoots this war scene is just fucking incredible. Yes, I know some people might not like Mel Gibson because he says some controversial stuff and all that, but I think that he's redeemed himself and the what he does in this movie is nothing short of godly. I'll say it. He is a god with a camera in this movie. You have insane performances from actors that you would not expect to give good performances. You have Vince Vaughn in a more dramatic turn and it's insane because Vince Vaughn's the guy from he's from Swingers he's Wedding Crashers he's a goofball he's not he's crazy good in this movie you have Luke Bracey I think that's his name who's the guy from Point Break who just gives a great performance in this movie Sam Worthington who people shit on all the time is fantastic in this movie it's just there's not a bad scene in this movie there's not a bad line everything in this movie is perfect and just that scene that sequence when he's going to go save, he's about to go down the hill, and then he hears people screaming, and he's talking, he's a very religious guy, for those of you who don't know, the movie is about a a war medic who won't touch a gun, he won't even touch a gun, he goes into battle without without a gun, and he saved over 80 people's lives at Hacksaw Ridge, which is a battle off of a cliff, and there's just this sequence where he just keeps going and saving one guy at a time, after he saves one person, he just keeps talking. He's very weird. And there's that scene when he keeps saving it and saving it and the music keeps queuing up. Oh, my God. I tear up every time. It's such a powerful scene. It's amazing. It's uh, it's just so, so good. And you're number one. Yeah, my number one is Nice Guys. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's why I was like, just talk about Hacksaw Ridge because we've already talked about the Nice Guys. But nobody talks about the Nice Guys enough. The Nice Guys amazing. It's 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 another one of my top seven or eight movies of all time. It's so I, like, so good. I I think so. Just a sidebar, real quick. Me and Owen, or it, you did the top fifty movies, and you were like, "Will you should try to." I couldn't See, do I, a top fifty. I I couldn't I, do it. Wait, wait, wait. I, I gave I, up. I couldn't do a top fifty. I could not do a top fifty. Yep. So I did a top ten, and it's not finished. 
but all of the movies are like 2005 or later in my top 10 besides Goodfellas, which is 1990. Yep. Everything else is like most of the movies, like six out of the top eight that I have right now are like 2010 or whatever or later. Yeah, that sounds about right. Wait, one second. Shit, my phone just, like... Oh my god, my phone's being weird. I'm trying to get my movie. Okay. Um... Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, sorry for that delay. My phone just glitched up. I was trying to get my list up. 2016 was, was like... It was really hard for me to, like, try to, like, to pick these two movies just because there's just so many good movies. Alright. 2017 was a really, really hard year because I feel like I don't love any movie from 2017. I don't feel the same, but I'm interested to see what you're talking I think 2017's very top-heavy for me. See, for 2017, for my runner-up, I picked a movie that nobody else is going to have on their top five, maybe be on their top ten list, but I picked a movie just because I wanted to give some love to uh, like a movie that I feel like not a lot of people know about. Uh, my my runner-up is Logan Lucky. Have you seen it? Do you know what it is? No. Okay. Uh, I've heard of it. It is a Steven Soderbergh movie uh, starring uh, Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, and Daniel Craig. It's a heist movie. It's it's amazing. And first of all, I just want to say Steven Soderbergh is one of the most underrated filmmakers of all time. He made the Oceans Trilogy that is just solid. He directed this movie that is amazing. He directed... uh, Unsane, shot entirely on an iPhone. He's so creative. He also made Magic Mike, which is one of the most underrated movies of all time. Magic Mike is amazing. If you have not seen Magic Mike because you think it's just a male stripper movie, watch that fucking movie. That movie's fucking great. It's one of my favorite movies. Magic Mike is amazing. Steven Soderbergh is a great, great filmmaker that nobody talks enough about. And Logan Lucky, he just creates just these such interesting characters. If you have a movie with interesting characters, you're already doing half the battle because you can watch interesting characters do boring plots as long as they have, like, person, like, it's just, it's so good. It, I think it's on Amazon Prime uh, if you want to watch it, but it's just amazing. Um, yeah. So there's other movies that I think might be better than it, but I just want, I, I couldn't, there's no movies that I really was like, yes, this one. So I, I put that one on there because I think there's more people need to see it. Interesting. Yeah. Um... So, do you want me to do my number two? Yes. Sounds good. Um, so, for my number two, it was tough, because I had a clear-cut number one that I knew it was going to be number one. And then, this is another case of, there's a bunch of movies that I'm pretty down with, but I don't, like, love, love them or anything, but, like, they're solid. Um, so, my number two could easily have been three or four different movies. But for my number two, I'm going to go with Lady Bird. Okay. I, I didn't see it. It didn't appeal to me. Um, I didn't think I was gonna like it, but yeah. I think it's a great just movie in general. I think it's, I think it's a really good movie. It's about uh, kind of just a strained relationship between like yeah. a daughter and a mother, and they obviously love each other, but they obviously hate each other. You know, it's it's yeah. and it's very interesting. Um, it's funny because she goes to Catholic school. Uh, Timothy Chalamet plays like who I think he is in real life, <laughs> which is just hilarious. He's amazing. He's a he's a he's a national treasure. He's very good. So I don't have a ton to say about um, because I do think that there it sucks because I feel like because Lady Bird's my number two it implies that it's like better than other movies that were only honorable mentions but like I would take the way way back I would take Edge of Seventeen I would take Perks of Being Wall Nah 
I would take Lady Bird over Perks of Being Wild. Okay. But, like, there's other coming-of-age movies I like more than Lady Bird. It just happened to be in kind of a weird year. Yeah. Um, um, and so, real quick, before you take all the honorable mentions, yeah. can I just say, like, the three movies that were also, like, gonna be right there with it? Yeah. Um. So, I'll give a shout-out to War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, great movie. Um, I'll give a shout-out to Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna... Uh... So I didn't. Mm, I'll let I, I'll let you give some more honorable mentions. Okay. Those uh, some honorable mentions for me. Wind River is amazing. Uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is just so beautiful. It's amazing. I like it better than Blade Runner. Um, for me, Get Out is an honorable mention. I I I get like people like Get Out. I don't get why people love Get Out. I feel like my biggest complaint for Get Out is I say it all the time. I feel like that movie wants us to wait for like the pen to drop. But for me, the pin dropped before the credits even started. Know what I mean? I have a yeah. I have a tough story about Get Out that I don't like to share because it makes me sound like for I, the tough thing about Get Out is the tough thing about Moonlight. I feel like if you say you don't, or like with Black Panther, if you say you don't really like it, I feel like people just think you're some racist. Yeah, but that's not that's not the serious thing. I I know that that's the, like the thing, but that's just like I don't give a fuck. Like just like for me, the my favorite movie quote of all time is from Roger Ebert, and he said. It's not what a movie's about. It's how it's about it. So if I were to go take the script from Get Out and go shoot it, and somebody like Quentin Tarantino takes like the worst script of all time, and we go out and make movies, his movie's going to be better. It's how a movie is about what you make. Just because a movie's about certain things doesn't mean that you just need to like it. That's, yeah, I agree. That's my problem with the Oscars, because I feel like the Oscars have kind of become like very political, very kind I, of like, oh, out, well, time he... Out, time out, time out. Just because you bring up the Oscars, I and you know this is a fact because this we were we were like we talked about it a lot. The minute I saw Moonlight, what did I keep telling you? I said it was going to win the Oscar. Yeah. It was going to win the Oscar. Okay. It was going to win the Oscar. Yeah, but I'm saying just like Oscars does a lot of things where they don't pick the best performance, they don't pick the best movie, they just pick how they want to pick. Like for instance, if an actor had a lot of great performances but he hasn't gotten an Oscar yet, they're like, oh, we'll just give it to him for this role, even though we didn't really deserve it, just because we because we need to give him an Oscar because he's had a great body of work. Like they do shit like that. Whereas I want an award ceremony that just pay just that just has caliber of content that you're putting out. Um, that being said, I really like it out. I think it's a pretty good movie. Um, did I mention for my honorable mentions? Did I mention a ghost story? No. That's an honorable mention. See, I thought you were gonna pick that for something because I thought you really liked it. Um. My last yeah, two honorable mentions are Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri and Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By Your Name is great. I'm not going to lie. 2017, uh, that was what our se- my senior year of high school. Yeah, my junior year. So I think probably because of that, I def- I did not see many movies that year. True. So I'm not going to lie to you like, and or to like the four people listening at this point. Like We average I, 15 listeners. There's no way they're listening for an hour and a half. Um, I just, True. I haven't seen so many movies this year yeah and and i haven't seen in and also like you're number one i haven't seen in a full sitting so that's why i don't have it ranked because okay. i don't feel like it's fair for me to judge okay you don't know my number one i think i do because okay, you didn't mention it in your honorable mentions true i didn't do you want me to say your number one and you can say my number one i was i don't know your number one do you want to make a guess no say your number one my number one? Yeah. Coco. Oh, uh, yeah, I knew that. Fuck. I don't, I don't, I don't really like it. It's fine. 
I think it's phenomenal. And I also, I'm not a fan of movies with music in them at all. Yeah, but fair enough. Depend unless it's like iconic. Like I love Beauty and the Beast. I love Aladdin. Like that stuff like that. But like Coco, the music's amazing. The characters are amazing. I, it's one of the best animated films I've seen in a long time. Not anime. I'm saying like animated Western animated. Yes. Um, and it's just I don't know. It's my favorite movie of that year. Easy. See, I saw it and I thought it was good. Um, I just it just didn't do it for me. Um, my number one of the year is Baby Driver. Oh, wow. I thought it was going to be Logan. I knew you thought it was going to be Logan. Uh, Baby Driver is one of the best directed movies that has come out. It's just so it's it's just so creative. It's so original. The yeah, way yeah, I wish I wish Kevin Spacey wasn't just a terrible person cuz he's so good in that movie. Yeah. Um but Baby Driver to me, I feel like it's kind of like lost what I liked. Like I've seen it a lot, and after certain kind of things, the trick kind of wears thin of like how it's like it's about music and how like it's shot and edited and all this kind of stuff. But there's just so so much in this movie that I love. I love Ansel Elgort in it. There's so many great performances. Just like the dynamic between him and Lily James is so is just so like fresh and just refreshing and heartwarming. Um, and it just is just a very like innovative kind of style. Just like he just kind of like, does certain things with this movie that are very interesting. And, uh, I mean, I love heist movies, so that's a big part of it. It's just a very well-made movie. Um, like, but that being said, like, I feel like, like, 2017, when I look back, there's no movies that, like, yes, that. Like, it's, they're all just kind of solid for me. Yeah, that's fair. All right. And we're going to have to do 2018 pretty quick. <laughs> um, 2018 had the same thing for me. Where I was like, I don't want to pick any of these movies for my favorite of the year. So I picked, really? so I picked one movie that I thought was my favorite of the year. Moved that to my honorable mentions, and then I mean, I mean, I picked one movie that was my favorite of the year. Moved that to my runner up, and moved uh, honorable mention to my number one just because I want to talk about it. Just because I want to talk about movies that people don't really see or whatever. So what's your number two? My number two is Bad Times at the El Royale. Have you seen it? Nope. It's great. Um, people kind of. People kind of criticize this movie for being like a Tarantino ripoff. I disagree. I think just because it's an innovative kind of like dialogue, like movie, just it's not a Tarantino ripoff. It's just a cool original concept. Um, there's just there's no bad performance in this movie. Chris Hemsworth is the best is the best he's ever been in this movie. He deserved a best supporting actor nomination for this movie. It was fantastic. Um, and it's just a creative kind of movie. It's just. Um, there is one, uh, like, kind of, like, thing that people say, like, that they don't really understand about it, which I kind of get, which I don't want to talk about because it doesn't even matter. But Bad Times at the Oriel was amazing. Drew Goddard, uh, I want to see him make more movies in, in Hollywood. And, uh, yeah, Bad Times at the Oriel is my honorable mention. I mean, is my, is my runner-up. My runner-up is Annihilation. Uh, Didn't see it. It is. Heard so, mixed things. Yeah, yeah my runner-up is Annihilation. I think it's phenomenal. It's a really perfect mix of sci-fi and horror. It's how I would honestly describe it. It's as like our generation's The Thing. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, obviously, The Thing's more iconic. And actually, The Thing's in my... Okay, sorry. I forgot. The Thing's my oldest favorite movie because that's 1982. I, um, John, I, Car- John, John Carpenter's The Thing, to be fair, because there's like four of them. Yeah. There's The Thing from Outer Space and then there's the new thing. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's one from 2011, one from 1958. Those suck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> John Carpenter. Anyway, Annihilation uh, 
if you haven't seen it, I there's I literally don't want to say anything. It's a very visual movie. Yep. It's it's not the don't watch trailers of it because it's not presented as a horror sci-fi movie. It's just presented as kind of like an adventure sci-fi. No, this is one of the best movies I've seen, uh, like in terms of sci-fi horror ever. I didn't see it. My dad saw it. And he was like, "Damn, I didn't drop enough acid to watch this movie." He's like, "The movie's crazy." Uh, um, okay. My honorable mentions. Uh, I'll just run through a few of them. Uh, Overlord is an honorable mention. The movie's great. It's amazing. I love that movie. Uh, Vice was pretty good. I, I didn't like. I didn't really like it. It was pretty good. Green Book was really good. Um. Eighth grade was okay. I didn't. I didn't love like everybody else did, but I thought it was a very good movie. Mid nineties was impressive, and my last honorable mention is A Star Is Born. I think that movie is again like overrated, but it's a very good movie. So like, there's I was... um yeah, there's a few movies that I probably should mention, but just for time's sake, I'll also mention Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, see that movie, it just came and went for me. I don't care about it. I don't understand the love for it. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. So my number one. My number one is Tag. And I don't know if anybody's seen this movie or heard of this movie. It's a movie. It's, 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 oh, wait. Is that the one about the adults? Yeah, they play Tag. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was so close to seeing that. And oh, I my God. It. That movie is like... Is, 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 it's just like a summer comedy, like kind of schlocky, like just like whatever. But like it's, it's, it's weird to say... This movie, like you need to watch it multiple times. It's, 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 it's one, it has one of the best scripts... Ever. It's so well directed. This movie just does things that, like this just shouldn't be in like a little summer comedy. It, there's so many creative things that they do. It's so well directed. The, the, the script is insanely good. The performances are amazing. And also it's kind of poignant where you think about like 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 that 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 line from uh from Stand by Me where it's like you like you never have as good of friends as you do when you're 12 years old or whatever the fuck it's just like it makes you kind of reflect on like your childhood and like what it was like to be a kid and just like have your buddies your squad and just like and I bet it would it would be even more impactful if I was like in my 40s when this movie came out I think about like my old friends back in the day but it's just it's just it's it's more than just a comedy there's so much that goes into it and it's just it's just great and I just. And, like, maybe it's not as good as other movies, but I think it's much better than people give it credit for. I wanted to talk about it because it's great. And uh, it, 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 it's amazing. So, Tag. Go see Tag. Um, so, remember when I said I was going to have, like, I'm the horror fan out of the two of us? Yeah. Like, I really love horror movies. Yeah. Um, and I said I was going to have some later for you. Yeah. So, my number two was a semi-horror. I mean, it's more horror than it lets on. It's sci-fi horror, but I'm, it still counts as horror, in my opinion. Yep. Um, my number one is a pure horror film, and that's Hereditary. Yep. Didn't see it. <laughs> Hereditary is one of the best horror films of all time, and that's the only way I feel I need to market it. Anything else you want to talk about? about it? It's, okay, it's... Uh, yeah, sure, okay. So, it's, it's, it's not your typical haunted house movie, um, the child performance in it is the best child performance I can think of of the past few years. Um, and you know how The Way Way Back is one of my like favorite movies? Yep. So you know how Tony Collette's like the mom in The Way Way Back? Yeah. Well, Tony Collette's the yep. fucking mom in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I, I watched The Way Way Back uh, when I was like 16 or whatever. 
or 13 or whatever, whenever it came out. And then I watched Hereditary this year, or sorry, last year when it came out. And then I watched The Way Way Back like this past summer, and I did not watch The Way Way Back the same. Tony Collette deserved an Oscar nomination, and I don't say that lightly. It's probably the best performance of the past like 10 or 15 years that I can think of in a horror movie. And because the Oscars hate horror movies, unless you're like The Sixth Sense, but that's more of a psychological thing. Well, also, it, it didn't come out in, uh, in, in October, so it came out earlier in the year, so people forget about it. She deserved an Oscar nom. Yep. Um, and the child actress who is in it, like I said, amazing. Ari Aster, really good future head. I hated Midsummer, but yeah, he directed Midsummer, right? He made Midsummer. It was pretty garbage, in my opinion. I, I know to see that's it. a very, very mixed reviews. Uh, I thought Midsummer was one of the most pretentious, like not scary films. Whatever, even as like a non horror film, I just but the characters are dumb. I and you like don't root for any of them. Midsummer was really like like presented as a horror movie. No, it was. It was well. They tried to, but no. So, I feel like it was kind of more just like a, like a drama kind of like. No, but that's like, why I said even if you watch it as a non horror movie, if you okay, the first hour of Midsummer is one of the best like first hours of a movie ever, and that's why it makes it so painful and why it's like I hate it so much because the next hour and a half or like hour fifteen of Midsummer is some of the most utter complete garbage you'll ever see. It like the first half of Midsummer some of the best you'll ever see the second half of it garbage and i like consistency and so i think midsummer's bad but hereditary phenomenal film my mm-hmm. best pick of this year all right and those are we're not gonna do 2019 just because there's so many more movies that i need to see before i do it so at the end we'll probably do a like a top 10 top five of the year after after we've, we've seen the movies we need to catch up on um i still need to see jojo rabbit i need to see uh uncut gems I need to see Bombshell. There's a lot of movies I need to see. Um, so that is the first inaugural episode of Dazed and Reviews. Um, you can find me at heart underscore Owen 5150 on Instagram. I don't have Twitter. Um, you can find Will at... Uh, God, I don't even... Underscore Will McDonald underscore. And I also don't have Twitter because Twitter's a joke. <laughs> um, if you want to like tell us maybe certain topics that we should talk about... Uh, just text me because anybody's listening to this has my number. Like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. Um, but yeah, so we're going to do one week of this and then one a week of the Upfake Hour. But this is going to be on the same feed as the Upfake Hour. So don't go look for it in a different section. You have to type in the Upfake Hour, then you can scroll through and find this episode in the feed. Um, so thank you for listening. It's, we did, we went, we did a long episode. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you stay tuned. Thank you. And enjoy.